I was vamping, which is something I mainly usually do for about two hours every day <laughs> from four to six. Uh, it is uh, Fran Fraschilla joining us from somewhere kind of like in the cornfields of Iowa. Uh, he's making his way to Ames, Iowa. For some reason, even though Fran is uh, makes a lot of money and could fly anywhere, the man loves the open road and likes taking road trips uh, Fran, how are you? Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Well, Mose, I'm on a speaker in my car because I don't know how to shut the Bluetooth off. And <laughs> you're, very, you're very lucky that I haven't hit a Cracker Barrel yet, so I have time to talk to you. Well, I love that. And uh, uh, even a man who spent some time in Highland Park and some other very, <laughs> very nice places knows his way around the Cracker Barrel. Uh, and uh, good breakfast. They really serve some good things all, all day long. Now, uh, Fran, that was uh, – I really enjoyed the coverage. And, and what an interesting time to be covering the Big 12. You've, it's been a great conference for a long time. But we find ourselves in a time of transition. Um, and, and, and this Chris Beard thing, man, you, you have a great feel for Chris Beard, you, the job he did at Texas Tech, and now – now this guy shows up with all the bells and whistles that comes to Texas. There's also a lot of baggage that comes with that program from, from what, what's happened over the last 10, 15 years after Rick left. Um, what, are you, what are you sensing, and what were your, what were your thoughts on, on Chris's first uh, appearance as the leader of the, uh, of the University of Texas? Are you, are you thinking he's going to flip that thing in a hurry? He did the Texas two-step. You know, he's, he's two, he two-stepped it from Lubbock to Austin, and uh, I think he's going to do well, Mose. I do. I think, uh, you know, you know, I've got relationships with all these coaches. They're all friends. Yeah. I think he's going to do a very good job at Texas, and quite frankly, he'd do a very good job anywhere because he's a really good basketball coach. And uh, I just find it intriguing that, number one, Texas and Oklahoma have uh, – stirred up a lot of people in the league, especially because we don't know that they're going to be leaving anytime soon. Mm -hmm. The fact that Chris is now over there after doing a great job at Texas Tech and that there are lots of people in Lubbock not happy with Chris. I think we got some great storylines in the Big 12 this year, and we can thank Chris Beard for a a couple of good ones. Yeah, yeah. I I love how you all did that today, by the way. You'd have the coach, and then immediately they would pan in I used to have to do those things for Fox Sports Southwest. We were not nearly as smooth as you guys were. I mean, it was almost like it was all planned out, and those things can be kind of chaotic, but you guys were were all over that. Now, do you agree with this national, like the AP has Kansas 3, um, yep. they have Texas, you know, uh, right after that, I think Texas weighs in about uh, 05, and I think the Bears showed up at number 8. So, obviously, uh, all three of those programs highly thought of right now. Does that seem about right to you, or are you someone who thinks, like a school like Texas, who can't even usually get out of the first round, you know, do they deserve that type of, uh, that type of preseason hype? Well, I, I think they deserve it. And, um, you know, about three weeks ago, Bose, I saw Texas Baylor – and Kansas in a five-day period. And honestly, after I got done, I said, I can't tell the difference between all three. I think they're all top ten worthy. 
Um, they obviously all are enriched with upperclassmen and transfers. Uh, Texas more so maybe in Kansas than Baylor. But James Akinjo certainly should have an impact for the Bears. I think Baylor's got the best freshman of the group with Langston Love and, and Kendall Brown and uh, Jeremy Suhan. Like when I said that, Suhan. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and so uh, but when I kind of put my so-called expert hat on, which I don't wear very often, but uh, <laughs> I just said to myself, damn, they're all good. I can't tell which one was better. So I think they all deserve to be ranked, in, let's say, the top 15. They're, they've all got experience. They've all got great coaches. And I think, I think those three teams will be at the top of the league. I will say this. Something tells me that the Texas Tech Red Raiders are going to be right in that mix when we get into mid-January or February 1st. There's something about Texas Tech that intrigues me, that I believe they can be as good as the three teams that we're talking about right now. Wow, I love that. I mean, I, I hope you have circled the, uh, the date. I don't have it in front of me. When Texas yeah. goes to Texas Tech, whoa. Now, you talk about yeah. those people out there know how to get on a coach, know how to get on a team. Um, I, I think Marcus Smart found that out a few years ago. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that, that, could be, that could be a really interesting atmosphere. Yeah, no question. And, and that's, you know, that's going to be fun. Uh, Texas Tech fans, they, you know, they've become really good. Obviously, you know, obviously in a league that had been football-dominated for so long, the fans are not necessarily basketball fans. They're, they're Red Raider fans. They're Longhorn fans. They're Bears fans. But the way this league has evolved over the last 15 or so years from a basketball standpoint, I think, they're, I think they've sold out of their season tickets this year. Um, you know, like when, when they went to the final four a couple of years ago, I don't wish you were there. American Airlines Arena was just rocking and rolling with black and red. Um, I think they're going to really, really support their team this year, and I like some of the talent they have. I think they got very underrated talent nationally. Good enough, I think, to be a top 10 or top 15 team eventually. All right, who is the uh, – talking to Fran Fraschilla, the ESPN analyst who's been at Big 12 Media Days, who are the alphas for Baylor? Like, if you had to go – you've seen it, and obviously where it'll be interesting to see – Matthew Meyer with extended minutes. Um, that, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's going to be positive, but, that, you know, so, sometimes those things can go either way. Um, I'm excited yeah. about it, though. And then Flagler and Akinjo. But, I mean, who, who on this – I mean, it, these are impossible to replace, those three guards that yeah. just left here. Yeah. But I'm just wondering who in your mind – and it, maybe it's a combination of guys – but who do you see being kind of the when, – when, 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 when all else fails – this is the guy who goes and gets you a bucket. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think what you have to do if you're a Baylor fan, and I have to kind of wrap my arms around this, I think we have to say this before we move on to this year's team. We may not ever see three more talented guards that played so well together ever again in Big 12 play. That's a heck of a statement. I'm not saying they're the three most talented guards to ever play together. But they might be, and I think we need to tip our, tip our cap to them and say, hey, thank you. That was as enjoyable a team to watch as we'll ever see 
and probably in my lifetime, you know. So let's get that out of the way. Now, having said that, Bose, I think Adam Flagler has a chance to be nearly on a par with those guys. I think L.J. Cryer is really talented. I think James Akinjo is a good substitute. They're not the big, they're not the three musketeers that are leaving. When you add Meyer, when you add uh, the big kids in the middle, everyday John and Flo, you add those three talented freshmen. Uh, you know, the two big kids that played last year that didn't play much. I think this is going to be, uh, you know, a fun team to watch. I think the key to the team is a kid, John. He has got the toughness. Um, he's got the speed. He can get a little out of control. But I, I just can't wait to see what Scott and the staff do with him because I think he's I think he's a key to that team. Man, I that that is – I love hearing that. And, and of these three, Suhan – as uh, as we'll call him, you'll, I always take your lead on any of the pronunciations. The, the thing I keep hearing is that Kendall Brown, I think on Twitter he's the K Brown, T H E E. I they're they're acting like this guy is. Like, I think today maybe um, uh, Flo told y'all he was a super freak. Meyer, from an athletic standpoint, Meyer said some of the same. One of the same things, like he almost never seen anybody this athletic. I, is is this a guy who could just be electric for Baylor, like, right away? I think he's going to be, uh, what I would say, a high-energy guy. Like, a, I don't know if he's going to be the leading scorer or, you know, the alpha dog immediately. But from what I've seen in practice when I was there a couple weeks ago, and he, he really only practiced a little bit the day I was there. But what I've seen on tape and know, talking to people, um, you know, he, he's one of those head-on-the-rib guys. I think the great thing for the three freshmen is they don't have to come in. All, like, for example, I think all three of those kids will eventually play in the NBA. And, and that's a cool statement to make. But I also think all three of them will have to get their feet wet this year. And I'm not saying that Kendall's going to be here for more than a year or two. But I think all three of those guys are lucky that they have veterans in front of them so they don't have to come in with the pressure on them to perform right away. I think at, at times during the year, they'll each show how, how talented they are, but there's enough veterans here that they don't have to do it all themselves. And I think that's healthy. Well, listen, Fran, I like getting you on the open road like this. I almost feel like you can't you can't get away from me when you're just driving like this and you have it on speaker. So I uh, I'll resist the urge. I just want to keep you on for but uh, but you've done like three or four hours of live TV today. So I'm going to give you a chance to listen to some XM um, or, or if you want to, you know, yep. tune in yep. the, no, the rest of the Mosley show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm going to try to find Cracker Barrel here. I'm grateful that um, we have internet access. My 4G is working fine, so I was afraid you'd lose me. But uh, all in all, a good day for Big 12 basketball. Great to see my Baylor Bear friends, including Scott Drew. And uh, I cannot wait for the start of basketball season. And, hey, by the way, how about Dave Aranda? What a job. And what a nice human being. The time we've gotten to talk to him. So it's... Uh, High times in Waco, Texas. Can't wait to get back. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get to watch uh, the Big 12 title game, including involving the Buckler Bears. Try those uh, hash browns out. If they're still making those, I don't know if they do breakfast for dinner there. I feel like they used to. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Those are some of the best hash browns I've ever had at Cracker Barrel. No one can really compete. So give that a try and then tell everybody in Ames they need to get that program back going again. And it's always exciting when they're good. So help them turn that thing around, okay? That's why I'm heading up there, and um, I'll, I'll get the uh, I'll check out those hash browns. That's uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Some milk duds for the road after that, or junior mints from uh, from Cracker Barrel. I'm ready. Yeah, and some tums. All right, I'll see you. I'll see you. Uh, I appreciate you. Okay, there he goes, Fran Fraschilla from Parts Unknown.